This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 10, as the New York Rangers are off this week uh, for a few days here as uh, we prepare for West Coast road trip, uh, which is always fun, staying up, watching the 10 p.m. games, and uh, either getting really mad and turning it off after the first period to go to bed or staying up all night and, uh, you know, losing it overtime in a heartbreak, so... Uh, it should be a fun, hopefully wind-filled West Coast trip. So after that tongue twister, I have to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. It's getting brisk here in uh, New York City. Uh, you know, just we had a little bit of humidity coming into into this week, so it was a little bit warmer. But it, it's getting it it got cold quick, you know. So it was in that per- I felt like it was in that perfect fall hot spot. But now I just feel like the days are going to be. Uh, kind of brisk so you, you got to layer up yeah no it's uh it's been freezing but you know today actually wasn't too bad yesterday was bad today was a little bit more mild uh you know in the 50s so uh you know i can't really complain uh andy i i, I know there's not a lot of rangers hockey to talk about in general but there is a couple things that i do want to uh get your thoughts on and your opinions as you know, as this season progresses, there's obviously going to be question marks on what the roster will look like going into the playoffs if we are a playoff team. Now, my first question for you, Andy, is, all right, the pulse of some of these players that could be traded, obviously rumors like a Carlson or Patrick Kane. I want to know, especially more Patrick Kane, because I, I really want to know you know, since the Rangers are so desperate for a right winger right now, and we don't know if Kraftsoff is going to have an ingrown toenail or something that's going to, you know, have him miss a few weeks here and there. You know, I, I really do think it's more prevalent now than ever that the New York Rangers could go after a Patrick Kane. Now, at what point, if the Rangers choose to go down this road, at what point are you pulling the trigger here to try to get a Patrick Kane? Uh, I actually, as every day goes on, I think I don't disagree with maybe the front office wanting a Patrick Kane, but the fact that they have been so strapped and they haven't been shuttling people off of their roster to Hartford to try to bank cap space. I don't know. It's telling me a different story because obviously everyone's fan casted Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers. Uh, but I just do not see any reality in which they do it without moving, uh, you know, commiserate salary out. Hmm. And you'd have to get them at this point. If they're not going to, you know, if they're not going to stick with the the 21 man roster and just bank cap space and do little paper transactions like site, like send uh, your guys that don't require waivers down, you know, go, I think go TA because he, he went down and came up, doesn't require waivers he could, you know, in off days, he could shuttle him down there. He can do, I think, hell, he can do that with, uh, I think, anyone on an ELC, too, technically, right? So, yeah, because they did it to Kako last year. Yeah. And, you know, um, so it's just very strange 
that that hasn't happened because you would think they'd want to give themselves even something like that gives them now i don't know if there's impl- like financial implications to that for the player where they make less money and they don't want to upset the players if that's why that doesn't happen but that's the type of stuff you're going to really need to do if you want more and they know this though it's not like if they're not doing it it's, i don't think it's because they're if that's what they had to do to get a player like Patrick Kane, I think they would do it if they wanted to. Um, I'm also going to save whether I want Patrick Kane on this team for as a separate discussion for another podcast. But I just, at the more, every, the more every day goes on, the less likely I think that's going to happen. I think if they do do anything, it's going to be minor. And it, I think I, a part of me thinks there'll be salary coming out too. You know what I mean? But I think the shedding a, a Sammy Blay, um, and his salary, you know, I, I don't think you can get Patrick Kane at that number, even with max, you know, retention from two parties, it would be really tough. So, um, yeah, I just, it would be, I think at this point it would be either a forward of lesser, I don't know, a depth forward or a depth uh, defenseman, you know, but other than that, I really, I don't know. I I have a hard time seeing how this math works out for the Rangers, and that only grows more with every passing day. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely. I obviously, I think the New York Rangers, the dream of Patrick Kane, has definitely peaked during the off season, and then now is probably at its lowest that it's been. But I, I am curious to see if there are other ways that they try to make something like that work because we are desperate on that side. And he obviously is one of the most talented right wingers in the entire National Hockey League. So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, one other thing like intrigues me with the New York Rangers is uh, the play of Hayek. Uh, I just feel like they're almost playing him enough now to trade him. And I know like we'd bring in another depth defenseman possibly, but I just feel like there is no point in having Jones and Hayek both be playing. If you're going to be bringing in a depth defenseman in the future, like if you know, that's for certain, I would be playing as much as possible. The defenseman that I'd be willing to trade in that, in that mix. And I do feel like you might as well get Hayek all the playing time for two reasons. Number one, He's actually not playing that bad. And number two, obviously, you know, it shows the team that wouldn't get him in the trade that, you know, you are getting an NHL defenseman. This isn't just a, a guy that's going to be playing in your minors system for the next, you know, five years. So uh, I just want to get your thoughts on on that and if that could possibly be a motivation of why we see Hayek so much in the roster, starting roster. Yeah, I mean that's a I th- I would buy that theory. Um, I do think one of him or Jones now would be, uh, probably part of whatever trade the Rangers do this season, if they do one at the the deadline. And, uh, as of right now, you obviously you, you have to. It's it's funny. I could buy it either way. I would easily buy that the Rangers somehow think that Libor Hayek is more useful to this team. And then they would let uh, Jones go because I don't know, because he has either a value uh, to other teams with his offensive abilities or B, they just stupid enough to think he doesn't 
bring anything better than Libor, what Libor Hayek brings. Although, in fairness, Libor Hayek, I mean, uh, he has been slightly better the last two games, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I it, the old rope a dope could that's happened. The Rangers have definitely uh, quote unquote auditioned players for trades before, so it, it's definitely plausible here to see that w- would happen. Um, especially I, that that's if anything, it would almost lead me to believe to believe that uh, they would maybe trade a younger, promising left winger for maybe one or excuse me, uh, left defenseman maybe for one who who's a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more steady, um, but still you know doesn't have too much of a who you know who maybe a team can retain retain salary on one who doesn't make too much to begin with maybe around three million you know so you get for like a million and a half or something and you get like a a vet a more vet uh, lefty to play with Schneider on the bottom pairing you know yeah but yeah that's that's not to say so they hell I could see a world where they trade Hayek but not to let Jones take that spot they trade Hayek uh, for you know, or Jones, I guess, for a more established lefty to solidify their bottom pairing. You know? Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree with you. I just, for me, I feel like, I don't know. I, I just feel like whether or not the narrative was true, but if you, the decision really was between uh, Jones and Hayek and you had to play one every single night, I feel a little bit more comfortable, obviously, playing Jones uh, I know it's a little bit more of an experiment. I think Hayek has kind of played his best NHL hockey. Like this is peak Hayek that you're going to get. I don't think it's going to get much better than that. For Jones, I feel like you know there's definitely a higher ceiling there, and especially if you're asking him to be a third pairing defenseman and playing limited minutes, uh, you know I definitely think that you know it makes more sense to keep him. Now, if you're going to bring in an established NHL defenseman that's going to be here to stay. Uh, for the next couple seasons, then uh, yeah, I guess it would make sense, more sense to trade Jones away. So yeah, no, that's definitely interesting. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we definitely need another top forward on the right side. I just don't know. I just don't know where we're going to fit him in terms of cap space. It almost just, it just, it, well, it really makes my head hurt trying to grasp how the New York Rangers yeah. are going to improve themselves at the trade deadline. Yeah. So, well, I, I will say this: Did you read Larry Brooks' uh, article uh, in the New York Post this past week, basically I, about the fact that Reeves has been scratched so much? Um, we talk about stashing players. Reeves would require waivers, but uh, I mean, if you were apparently, if the Rangers were to send him down for the rest of the season on November twenty eighth. Uh, by the time that, you know, it would save the Rangers a uh, prorated $1.125 million under the cap. Uh, and it would basically give the Rangers an additional $3.825 million in cap space at the March 3rd trade deadline, which is not insignificant. Because we forgot. Really I don't Reeves. get how this stuff works. Me neither, but... It's uh, almost it, like they're just making up like a number. Like, all right, yeah, if you well, put Reeves it, down, we'll give you three point eight. What do you say? Uh, it's basically so. you. Uh, I I forget what the number is derived from, but basically, if you like that translation to from his, uh, I don't know if it's how they find figure, what part of the difference they figure out, but 
the difference between their AHL, uh, you know, salary and their NHL uh, salary um, would basically start to bank as additional cap space. So, uh, but yeah, again, I don't, if you ask me to, to take out a whiteboard and show you how this breaks down and what math it is, I would, I would not know, but apparently that's true. That's uh, so, and we, that's why I've been talking about shuttling guys down to the practice squad in the off days, those days where they're making AHL salary, I think it banks or it, or does bank. So it's the same thing with Reeves apparently. And, you know, again, Reeves, Reeves, uh, you know, makes uh, more money than you would think for his role. So, Um, yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Um, another, now, now you got my head spinning in a million different questions. Sorry. Here. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. Uh, well, that well, another thing. Ryan Reeves, obviously, he's getting scratched. Does that make you believe that the the Rangers are kind of done with him? I I don't want to say done as in uh like he'll never play again or be in the lineup again because I definitely think the Rangers you know could hit a skid and he will be right back in the lineup. So. Um, yeah, I just want to know what you're, what you're thinking is what, what do you think management is thinking in just not playing him right now? I I think they're thinking probably what the rest of the fans are thinking. Love, love the swagger, love the, the presence in the locker room, love the air of intimidation he brings don't, don't, doesn't love the on ice product. And that's basically what it is with Reeves at this point. I mean, say what you will he's what 38 years old um he's up there yeah he's old he's old he's slow and again i i don't want to diminish his importance for helping the rangers get harder to play against or turning the culture around and all that and i'm i you can know that those everyone in that locker room loves him to death and i think that really did help that team you know what i mean feeling like they wouldn't get pushed around and they had a deterrent and also letting them play a little bit more aggressively uh, and not feeling like they were not, you know, they were losing the mental battle before the game even began. But that being said, I just, yeah, his game is trending the way it's trending. He's one of the worst uh, players statistically. I think he might be uh, in the, in the entire NHL and it's, you know, he's not an NHL player at this point. And, you know, it's, he should be one. You would hope, you know, I don't know. I, I, it'd be very interesting to see after his contract is up with the Rangers, if another team would give him a chance somewhere, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if they try to put him on waivers or if they do put him on waivers. And if so, would he get picked up? And, you know, I, I don't know if a contender would pick him up, but I could definitely see a young team, like a team like, um, who's rebuilding like Anaheim or um, I don't know. Yeah. Or hell, even Minnesota right now with everything they're going through with all their injury troubles or uh, hell, even maybe even Arizona. I don't know. Just thing like rooms that can benefit from his presence when they're not expected to win. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But as far as the Rangers, it does seem, I think he did, he did, tell the reporters that he had a very brief conversation with the coaching staff regarding his role. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he's, it is what it is. I think, and listen, you know, Turk loves him, but he just, 
right now they've had, they know they need more speed, especially if you look at some of the best, what every, every team in the NHL at the top of the league, the last few years have been very fast. And the Rangers add a few, a little bit more speed getting go, um, you know, getting a uh, Gauthier in the lineup. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if, if, uh, you know, um, uh, Gustav Riedahl from Hartford gets a, a call at some point, cause he's got some wheels and he's a bigger body too. So, uh, and when the Rangers play fast, they're a better team. So, and Reeves unfortunately slows that line down because this team already has some players that are pretty slow. In you know, Blay is slow, and you know, Kako and Cra- and Lafreniere are arguably slow um, to mi- or just to, to lower average end of average. Um, Barkley Goodrow is slow. Ryan Carpenter is also skating at quicksand. It's not a fast team, you know, other than. You have Heedle, who's fast. You have Kreider, who's fast in a straight line when he wants to be. And you have Zibanejad and Panarin who are, and Vetrano, who are pretty swift guys. But everyone else is pretty slow, you know? So, and I think that definitely hurts the Rangers. So, um, Did you say Vetrano? Oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Vetrano was fast in straight lines. Uh, 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 Trocek, excuse me. Um, way better player than Vetrano. No. <laughs> to Vitrano who no, and honestly Vitrano was good for the Rangers in his short little I, I had no problem with Vitrano he None. he brought exactly what they needed he's a he is basically a a low calorie scorer who can put the puck in the net you know you look he doesn't really do much for your possession or defensively but he forechecks he tries to forecheck hard and he's got a hell of a shot and he can put the puck in the net so you know yeah. uh it, it also has been very funny to see all these Rangers getting like thank you messages this year you know you know, and thank you, Andrew Kopp, and thank you, Frank Vetrano, and thank you, uh, uh, Jesus, what's his name on 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 uh, Justin Braun, and thank you know, thank you, Patrick Nemeth, and all these guys, you know. So, yeah, it's well, I, I listen. Last year was pretty special, so the guys that contributed, I, I kind yeah, of get no, it, it's it's classy. I, I mean, obviously, they, none of them other than Strom didn't really need the uh, need a need a video package. No, no I definitely agree with that, but. Even, even, I mean, I don't know. It's so weird with the video packages because I feel like there's, we've made it so much so that it's like now just a, I don't know. It, it's like a lock for anybody, like really. Like if you yeah. play a couple seasons, you're, you're like Zuccarello deserved, you know, maybe a video tribute or like there's certain players that definitely deserve it. Yeah. But I don't think it needs to be for everybody. No, but, and I mean, these guys mostly just got like a nice, yeah a clip of one goal and then because it's easy to do and then a thank you you know i don't think they got like you know a, a full-on uh you know music video like some yeah. of these guys get justin so. braun got him his, all his cross checks that he gave that yeah. probably weren't penalties but they called them anyway that's what they should have made his his little tribute video about um but anyway uh, do you have anything else on, on this? I, I, I kind of have some other non-Rangers stuff and then one Ranger thing to end. No, no, we can move on. All right. Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. Where uh, does he end up? Because this, I feel like, is a trap. I, it, I have Kreider vibes all around this. I don't know what it is. I think he's just miserable and is like, you know what? Let me just fucking play myself out of here get out of this place because I don't want to be here with Quinn. I don't want to be here with these guys. Like we're really just not that good and I need to get out of here. And the only way I can get out of here is making people believe 
that I still got it. So I'm just going to go full offense, put up numbers, make people think that I'm resurrecting this unbelievable career and just to get myself out of here. But he has an $11.5 million contract. So I just want to know who, who's dumb enough to take that contract. And and mm. and because it's not even like it ends after if it's one year, yeah, screw it. He's in the middle of it. He's got 23, 24, 24, 25, 25, 26, and 26, 27 still left on that contract. I mean, it basically I'm just trying to think of teams that like have to go for it now. Well, like, would the devils ever do it? No, they. I don't think they need to. Too that would be stupid. Um, I know, but they got like the they cap could, I room guess they, for I it. I guess they could. Um, I, I can't think of a team that would. I do also, it, yeah, but I, I just, feel like I, it's I, gonna happen. Yeah, I well, I feel like the Devils are run by too many uh, analytic, you know, smart guys who are like, we cannot saddle ourselves with this contract. It's just not. It will. It, there's no way he could be the best player in the league, but aging metrics will will tell us that it's just going to go downhill. So, but maybe it, honestly, New Jersey could be a spot. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a team that's dumb enough to. Everyone's cap strapped this year, but if the Sharks are willing to retain, I guess because what he makes, uh, how much a year? Eleven and a half. Jeez. I don't um, know. That was literally maybe the worst contract in the NHL over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, but you know, he's he's been he's it's early though. He can still, you know, turn back, but he's been he's been excellent and the numbers look good and he looks good and he looks motivated and despite being on a pretty uh, crappy team and yeah, he's been awesome, but yeah, it 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 will be interesting to see if he turns back into a pumpkin or even hell, he looks great till the day he gets traded and then he goes to another team and then he looks like crap. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of money. So, I mean, the team, I just don't know how many teams have that space. Like maybe the devils are some that might be one of the, I'm trying to think of contenders or even middle of the road contenders, unless they, there's a team that's got a lot of guys on LTIR. You, um, I wonder what, what's Vegas's cap situation. I don't know, but I feel like, Although he, he, is, he is Vegas, did they move? Who moved to the central? No, Vegas is still in the Pacific. No, Vegas right? is Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if they'd want to trade him within the, the division, the, you know? Yeah. But it could, I mean, if the only team that wants him is in the division. That's true. I mean, honestly, I think Vegas is a team that Eric Carlson style. I honestly, I feel like the way the devils play, I don't know if he's a good fit for them. Cause yeah, I know. I as, definitely like, agree. he's not as fit. He's had so many leg injuries. He's, he can be, exp- but then again, not Dougie Hamilton isn't a burner either. And the rest of the team plays fast. He can move the puck, but I just feel like with their, you know, with Siegenthaler and, and Dougie and, and, uh, um, uh, Marino, they have a pretty good thing going. I don't know if they necessarily need to fuck that up by you think he goes guy back that, to Ottawa. That's been speculated. They don't have. I don't see how the numbers work there. Uh, I mean, Chibot just went down. That's true. Um, I mean, but, he's got a concussion, so he'll, he'll hopefully be back. 
you know yeah i just don't know know about serious it is it's just again you said it it's not there's a lot of time left on this contract you know i feel like here's the thing if ottawa was better this year like the fact that they're underperforming i don't think they're gonna and they don't they you know they that's a franchise that doesn't like to spend money for no, you know, on players that are good or or going to be good, they don't like to spend sure. young, young money on good young players. They didn't want to spend money on Sabanaj yet. So I, I, you know, the the corpse of Eric Carlson, even though he's right now playing like uh, the Vesna front runner, or excuse me, the Norris front runner, um, it would be cool because especially with uh, you know Melnick, uh, unfortunately, uh, not with us anymore, right? Um, yeah, and. They're a new front office, or no? Pierre Dorian's still their GM, right? Um, yeah, n- whatever. But yeah, I, I guess it would be it would be interesting to see. But again, I, it's hard to fan cast him anywhere. Um, my biggest worry is that the Rangers are going to go after a guy who's been absolute dog shit this year, and John Klingberg. Mm. Although maybe he's literally because it's weird because he's was he's been a good player and he's not too old. It's not I don't think it should be. Uh, and he got traded to a bad team, granted, but he just looks and by Ducks accounts from Ducks fans, he really looks like he's just cashing a paycheck. Whereas like usually he took the whole reason I thought he went there was to make some money, get out of Dallas and also get traded to a contender at the deadline. Right. I guess so. I you never know what these guys actually want, but I don't know. Do you think? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Now you just threw the fact that the Rangers might get Klingberg, or there's rumors <laughs> and rumblings. Oh no, or... I, I, there's not rumors. This is just open speculation. Oh, that was okay. on my part. There's I have not read a single thing saying the Rangers have inquired you, about John Klingberg. Well, you know the Ducks. Oh man. Uh, the Ducks have gone. They don't have a regulation win yet this season. They not a single one. Not a single one. I think they have five wins, and it's all come in overtime. I did see this drum overtime when empty empty net. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> you know, last <laughs> last night or whatever it was. They could just uh, give up a ton of goals. Yeah, they have five wins all in overtime. I mean, again, they're if you look at their decor. Uh, they're all supposedly puck moving defensemen, but none of that. They're all horrible defensively. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull it up here. Uh, you know, like, yeah, you know, Cam Fowler and uh, I guess Shannon Shan- Kirk hurt right now. I guess he's hurt. You know, they they have like Klingberg and Fowler and Dmitry Kulikov and who who the hell is even knows. Uh, Cost, I don't know who Colton White, Austin Strand, or Simone Benoit is. Never heard of these people in my life. And I'm, I'm a pretty uh, fastidious uh, follower of NHL players in and out. So that's, that's why, obviously. And uh, I, uh, I like John Gibson, but, you know, he's all up there too, right? Yeah. So I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. 
Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Carlson would be wild. I mean, I don't even know where he'd end up. Uh, and even a guy like Klingberg. I don't, I don't even know what, like, I don't even know how much money that guy makes. All I know is that if you asked me if I wanted him while he was in Dallas, I'd, you know, be like, well, yeah, obviously he'd be great. You know, he's a, is he, is he a right? Is he a right? I know he shoots right. I think he's a righty. I envision him as a righty. Well, yeah. And I feel like that's the one side we don't need defensemen for. I know he shoots right, but I'm saying, does he play on the, the right side? Um, or is he one of those guys because he shoots the puck, he plays on his off, uh, offside, you know, his offhand or whatever. That's another thing. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. These professional athletes, they can't just switch sides. I mean, it's I, just, it's amazing to me how resistant people are. Well, now he's, he plays on the right side. Like, I, it, first off, it's not even, you see it in the NHL, you see it in men's league. Well, I'm a center. It's like, dude, you're we're playing, you know, it's a game versus the, you know, the Hornets versus, you know, the Bears. We're, 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 there's no positions here. And then, I, like, well, I, I don't even think it should be really in the – it's like it's not like I'm selling you to play defense and you're a forward. I don't know. I just feel Well, like, in men's league, in fairness, in men's league, you have a lot of guys, let's say, who they shoot left and they play on their off wing – and you're like, oh, why do you like playing your off wing? Because you can score better. And they're like, no, because I only know how to stop on my right leg. Yeah, <laughs> so if they're going enough. down the ice, they don't kill themselves or or barrel into the the boards, you know, or their slip and fall. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I guess it, you know, maybe as a winger, I don't know if it you would care if it mattered too much, unless your coach is like a real asshole systems guy who's like you have to be available here and you cannot i don't want to see you drift over here you know whatever you know as a defenseman obviously breaking the puck out on your offhand you know it's probably a lot uh you know more advantageous for you to have be able to shield your puck to the middle of the ice you know and have the board the boards for easier access for chip outs and things of that nature you know and a better yeah. angle for chipping it than just literally facing it where you're, you're more likely to just, you know, shovel it in over the, over the glass for a, a delay a game. But um, yeah, no, I, it is very weird, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like you've even seen, seen it with uh, Alexi Lafreniere. It's just not as comfortable. It's, and the, usually when they're asked, they say it's more, they say it's always defensive anyway. They're like, Oh, it's more about defensive assignments coming back. Like you for, they forget what side of the ice they're on. It's I don't know if it's just habit habit from playing the same position all these years, but then you have guys that just don't give a shit because they have moved over. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you have guys you're like, you know, yeah, you play me forward, whatever. I'm a defenseman or play me on defense. I wonder so, how the, the not to, to have a tangent here. Did, do we ever figure out what happened or how did the Mitch Marner play? Did Mitch Marner ever play defense in an NHL game? They were trying him, right? In they practice. tried him. I don't think he's played uh defense no okay i mean brendan but, smith was able to do it 
yeah, that's that's all you need to know. You should be able to. You, you should know. be able to adapt. I'm not, and like Brendan Smith is, went forward to defensive, and he was perfectly it, fine. Is Smith on the Devils like he, now, or is he on the? He's Kings? on the Devils, of course. Okay, he's on the him. Devils because now they've won ten in a row, and it's just <laughs> making me sick. Uh, just this is how insane I've gotten here. I uh, I calculated Klingberg's stats, what he's projected for the rest of the year. It's literally right on par what he did in Dallas. That's good. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, no, it's right on par. So, offensively, he's he's doing just fine. That's good. On a much worse team. And so. I, he's a guy you could definitely put on uh, power play two instead of Truba. The, whatever, the 30 seconds they get. You know what I mean? I wish NHL would show you how much money they make. You know, they have everything else when he was drafted. You, could you just put the contract up there, too? I don't think that's, like, that difficult to add to your website. It, it is, like, the player bio. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because I always have, you know, then you have to go to a separate website to look up how much they make. Um, okay, I got another thing, too, Andy. Uh, unless you, do you have anything more about what we're talking about now? Nope. Okay, we're over John Klingberg's career stats. We'll yeah, uh, we'll we'll po- we'll pocket John Klingberg right. discussion until we hear uh, rumblings later down the road. Uh, uh, second, he he's also Swedish too. So don't think if the Rangers wanted him, Henrik would be calling him. And we can talk about Henrik after this one thing. I bought NHL twenty three. Now, idiot me bought the hundred dollar version, oh, not no. realizing. I got all these freaking stupid points that I don't even know what they're even for. And I went on, you know, the PlayStation website to see if I can get my money back. And they're like, well, no, you can't just do that. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then all of a sudden it signed me out a couple of two times. The game signed me out of my PlayStation network. So I had to re-sign back in. Uh, So the game has been fun. Yeah. The, using the game has not been fun, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I've heard there's there's a lot of bugs. I also bought NHL 23. Uh, okay. And you know what? I Do I have a left index finger anymore? No. But luckily, I still have my... Uh, I just have rotated my hand slightly, so my middle uh, finger on my left hand plays on the L1 button for Deeks, and then my... Uh, ring finger holds down R2 for uh, backskating. So it's been a slight adjustment, but I'm starting to get, I feel like, back to where I was at. So that's coming along nice. That's, that was nice to be able we to gotta, not have we to hang play. up my... What's up? We got to play. Yes, uh, I, I got it for uh, PS4. Um, that's fine. It doesn't matter. I, have, I, have, I, I traded my PS4 in and I got the PS5, which... You can, I, have I think you can play. Oh, absolutely. PS4 can... and PS5 cross. Yeah. Although, and some games now they're letting you do cross-platform, which is great. I, I just know. can't. Oh, I think no, I think you can I... do cross-platform. The only thing I can't do with the PS5 would be I cannot play with Xbox One, right? Which is the new Xbox. So, really? okay. PS... so like if Xbox isn't it Xbox Live is the new Xbox that came out, uh, or you whatever it's called, yeah whatever the equivalent to the ps5 is like yes. you they can't play with ps4 
and PS5 can't play with the lower version of Xbox. Yes, okay. That makes but, sense. But PlayStation 5 and 4 would be able to play, and Xbox Live and Xbox One would be able to play together. Yeah. So, uh, as long... So, yeah, I definitely... I'm, I'm glad you bought it. I'm glad you're able to play it. I was a Me little too. nervous bringing this up because I didn't know if that would... Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm, I've already I'm started glad. my Be a Pro campaign, and well, I... I, I I made it my lovely wife Sadie is my character, so okay. which is fun because she's a I made her a little little winger with a heart of gold, a little speedy winger with a heart of gold. <laughs> uh, it just sucks because I'll be and I uh, had a rough start in the Memorial Cup, got drafted like forty second overall by the Canes, so good team. Okay, uh, but in the locker room, fucking Sebastian Ajo's like, you know, it's not all about goals. We need to be physical out there get five hits in the next game. And I'm like, okay, but I weigh, I literally made it true to as small as you can make the person. It was, it's not, and obviously they cap you out. So my, you know, my wife is, uh, is like, is uh, five foot six. So I had to, but you can only make them five, the people, men and women, five foot seven. And I think, you know, she's like 120 some odd pounds and you, you have to make her like a hundred and wait, five sevens, the cutoff. Yeah, which is Cole Caulfield's not even that big. Like Nathan you know. Kirby was five five. Wasn't I know, he? but whatever. That's just don't be a pro. But whatever. Point and is, Gibbons, I, Gibbons I'm now in the game, and I got I got to lay five bone crushing hits, or just hits in general. And I literally, because it's so early in my career, it's like I haven't had time to like hit the weights or anything. So I like will run sprint like full <laughs> speed on the ice at like. It will be playing the flames at like Milan Lucic. I will literally bounce off and like, it doesn't register as a hit because I'm too weak. And then after the game, and I literally tried running it to everyone and I literally just could not hit anyone. It couldn't separate them from the puck. They didn't feel me. I was a gnat on the, cause I'm so tiny. And then after the game, uh, (coughs) excuse me, Sebastian Ajo is, is telling me what, what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing like a, like a little, little, I don't well, know. he's on my fantasy team, so he shouldn't really be talking about anyone's game because he's got plenty to worry about. Uh, so I I started mm-hmm. a season and I immediately stopped. I played two games. So I was the New York Rangers. I was doing, you know, just a regular season. And but I did like I drafted yeah. my own team. Oh, did you do well, fantasy? So you started with a fantasy draft. Right. I love I love doing that and creating a bizarro NHL where different players are on different teams. Yeah, I so I loved it until I actually had to start playing with them and I hate my team. Like I don't even like enjoy the players on my team. Well, did you pick them? I did. But I didn't think I'd like hate playing with them. Well, why what so who who is your who who is your 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 ace player? Who did you choose with your highest pick? I had the second overall pick cuz I did random and I said mm-hmm. I, g- I gave myself one one random. If I end up dead last, it's dead last. If I end up first, that's great. I got second. Not so I was like, all right, this is fun. I picked so Matthews. There, there. Okay. He's fine. Yeah, he's but a fine I, player. But I have fucking Malkin, Bergeron. Like I, I, I hate my team. I and it's like, should I redo it? Or you should. Like, you should. And honestly, my But I almost want to be the Rangers, which is sick. And then I'm like, well, that's not fun because all I do is watch Rangers hockey 
like be fun and do something else. But it's like, I know I need to be this team and win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I when I do that, I usually try to. Well, luckily, what you can do is you can trade still. And what I will do is in the first half, top half of the draft, I will take as many like I will basically take as enough players it would take to fill out a roster who I'd want to be a pretty successful slash dominant team. And then with the, my remaining picks, I go to prospects and I rate by value. So they're players that have not yet made the league or they've already been drafted, but they're not in the NHL yet, but they have, they're like former first round picks and you just take all of them, take, you know, take the top on down. So then whenever you want to like upgrade to a position, you're just like, you know, whoever, like, uh, you'll basically say, you know, I'm obviously, uh, um, Luke Hughes will not be on my team because he's a, a, a 72 or a 68 overall, but his trade value as a former first round pick who's playing excellent is super high. So I will then trade Luke Hughes for a player I do want you now, you know? Okay. So that's, that's what you got to do. And that way okay. you can be, you, so you could be like, you know what? Malkin's a bum. I don't want him on, on this team anymore. Obviously you just trade Evgeny Malkin. You say, you know what? You know, I wonder if I could get uh, Trevor Zegers for Evgeny Malkin or whatever, or Evgeny Malkin and one of those kids. So they're like, all right. So now you're rid of a kid player you didn't really care about, Malkin, who you didn't like. Now you got Trevor Zegers. You know what I mean? Now you're having fun. So that's my advice to you. Okay. Thank you. And then the hut stuff, I don't really quite understand. Uh, I never liked hut. I was just never my, my thing. The pack openings are fun. But the whole, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just that's not my my bag. I'm it's usually a, a seasons and a be a pro guy, and or and if I have to play online, just running. You know, I like. I'm a, I like have you done the one v one v one tournament? I hate those. The one I I mean they're they're oh. they're they're fun in their own way, but they're I'm still I like playing five v five or three on or three on three. I like so, threes. Threes is a lot of fun. I think it's my most fun online mode, just because you have a little bit more ice to operate under whereas everyone is running around and you know in five on five and if you're one person's not doing their job it's it's real it's real tough but you have enough ice in three on three especially if you well the one v one v one is like it's basically one zone you're in like the offensive zone yeah it's a free-for-all with the puck it's an outdoor rink though right they paired me it's an outdoor rink yeah yeah they paired me with i'm on level one it was like my third time playing. I'm on level one still. Uh, and they paired me with a guy who's on level like level 38 and a guy who's on level like 22. The guy on level 38 crushed us. He was he beat us like four. And he had his voice going so I could hear him. If I could tell you, if I could strangle someone through like a game, I would have strangled this kid. <laughs> The whole time he was just, and rightfully so, he was cr- killing us, telling us to quit. What the fuck are we doing? We're embarrassing ourselves. And I want to be like, listen, you little mother effer. Like this is the, you're in level thirty eight. You is beat a, a child. Level one. Oh, is this a, is this a child too? Or is no, he, he sounded like he was like uh, a senior in high school uh, to a college age yeah. kid, punk. Yeah, and he was using like all like the lingo like dusty like, and bender and all yeah that. yeah he kept on saying one you're word 
dust your dust it's it's a word that they actually say in the game um oh god uh, i will i will remember it because i'll play it until the guy announcer says it and i will i will bring it back um because i might just adopt it but maybe i'll have like a weekly thing of who i hate the most on the rangers and it'll be like the blank of the week award that i'll do on the podcast um but yeah it's so it's been it's been a wild ride this nhl 23 so far but i'm glad to hear you have it um so we'll definitely have to play sometime absolutely uh so the last thing i wanted to talk about henrik lundquist he's going lock first ballot. Lock, lock right lock. lock he's a lock okay. yeah it's just you know obviously because he didn't win a stanley cup people are always gonna knock him but he's no a lock, he's a first right? he's a first he's a lock he's a first ballot hall of famer okay um, uh yeah i'm obviously more interested in who else does mcgillney finally get in uh probably not it's been so long um uh, justin williams was intriguing yeah he is intriguing it's obviously tough because you have you have the longevity guys the games played longevity guys who maybe have never been the best players in the league but they played for a long time and they have cups and they have rings and uh yeah, like if Corey Corey Crawford, he's gonna get in. He won multiple Stanley Cups. He actually yeah. had a de- like a pretty good career. Quick, like, quick Crawford. Well, that's the other thing is that it's like it almost feels like with some of these guys. So is like Rascal get in right? Um, Crawford, Price, uh, Lundquist. Um, like is Eliash gonna get in? Oh, is Eliash not in? Yeah, oh, it's it's early. Yeah, yeah, he's not in. Um, it's just so tough, man. I mean, it's like because you have your like. No, he's Eliash has been eligible since 2019. Sergey Gonchar 20 since 2018. Like some of these guys, I just haven't gotten in. No, I know. There's there's a lot of guys. I mean, I, I've. There's been a lot of talk about a groundswell for Brynn Moore to get in. Um, I mean, that guy's been eligible for a decade. Yeah. You know, it's tough. I just, it's, you know, and the, obviously the goalposts move for, for different players and different things. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 really tough. It's like, if I had to predict, obviously, I think Lundqvist is a, is a lock, right? Um, you know, obviously, for women, there's a lot of talk about uh, Carolyn Ule uh, getting in, uh, which would be fun, good. McGillney, I would, is obviously the biggest one for me, I think, deserves to be in. I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, there's Megan plenty Dugan of women. is the other who? female. Megan Dugan. Yeah, I mean, Shannon Sabatos is not in yet. Uh, Julie Chu's not in yet. Um, and then I think there's a the toughest brand is the guys like Gonchar, like uh, Henrik Zetterberg. Uh, who else? Hell, is does Rick Nash get in? You no. know, no. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough because there's a you know is there a Canadian bias where some of those guys might get in who otherwise probably wouldn't have. Is that why Keith Kachuk's not in? Does Keith Kachuk get in? Henrik Zetterberg. Yeah. Some of these names are, are kind of wild that I'm looking at. Hey, like, will Jack uh, ever get in? 
like Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick, Pierre Turgeon, uh, Henrik Zetterberg. Um, it's weird because once you let Alfred sit in, Chris Osmond. Al- Alfred had obviously great career peaks and, and also longevity, which was good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, McGillney should get in. McGillney's the guy. Fucking let him. It's enough's enough. Let him in. It's a it's a shame he's not in. Um, again, I yeah, it seems there's a lot for. But people are also saying like, when does Duncan Keith get in? Duncan Keith's gonna get in eventually. Eventually, just the longevity. Sure. He's got the con Smythe. He's got the cups. He was a number one defensive for a long time. But then they're saying, oh, when does Brent Seabrook get in? No, 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 no. Like, I don't you don't care if he played played for a really long time. I just don't think. But then they're like, well, Adam Foote, you know. Is, is I, I would say Foote? no. I, you know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I obviously, you got to look at the numbers. But the uh, listen, it's tough because there are probably guys with similar numbers that are in. So by that account, yes. But there's also other factors. Like, I'm looking at this. Justin Williams. I, if you told me Justin Williams is a Hall of Fame player, I probably would have said no. But, like, looking at his stats and what he's yeah. done, especially in the playoffs, it's like, this guy should this almost be... A, yeah, this guy should be a lock. Three-time yeah, Stanley put- Cup champion. Mr. Game 7. Like, eight game, eight game-winning goals in 162 playoff games. His teams went eight and one in game sevens. It, it, I mean, it, it just, it's unbelievable what he was doing in just, just the playoffs alone. Yeah. And Con Smythe in 2014. So I, I, I just wanted to make sure, cause I do, there's a part of me that's a little nervous that Hank won't be the first ballot hall of famer. Yeah. Uh, how, sorry, how many career points did you say? How many games and how many career points did you say Williams had? Williams had 797 points uh, with 320 goals in 1264. The okay. 1264. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys that are interesting. Uh, I just think what he did in the playoffs yeah. gets well, him in. What about Danny Briere then? A guy like him. I think he's got close to a thousand games. I don't know if he has quite has it, but um, and he's he's got played 973 games. Uh, He had 696 points. So definitely not as lofty as as Williams, but um, in the playoffs, he had a hundred, he had nine in the, was this points? Oh, that was Pims. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh shit. In 124 playoff games, he's got 116 points. That's pretty goddamn good. You know what I mean? So, it's not an insignificant number of playoff games. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's, and obviously it gets tougher the bigger the league gets, you know, because uh, gone, you know, when you're retiring the, the players of the, you know, pre-expansion days and where it was less players, there was obviously less superstars. And then, you know, uh, right. But, you know, it's, it's obviously always fun to have, to have the debate, um, you know, are they in or not? Like guys like Ronick. I don't think should be Hall of Fame players, you know. They're but then, like cusp guys. Listen, they're cusp guys. Like there's yeah. going to be guys that like 
flirt with being in, but just don't get in. And that's just the reality of every yeah. sport. Like, like uh, I think if Rick Nash was not literally surrounded by a bunch of has been nobodies for the first decade of his career, I think he would, he would have got in, but he was, and that's unfortunate, but that's it, you know? So, uh, but yeah, uh, Hank's a lock. Hopefully McGillney and justice finally gets, uh, you know, righted. And, uh, beyond that, it'll be interesting. I, you know, I, you know, um, yeah, Sam's in, right. He's in, he got the Lester Pearson. Am I, am I misremembering this? Or no, he's in the broadcaster hall of fame. Yeah. Do they let, they don't put broadcasters in the hockey hall. No, it's, it's, uh, they put referees in. Yeah. Um, Patrick Eliash is interesting. Eliash, uh, he should be in. I think he's. He a, definitely should be in. Four hundred and eight goals. He holds the you know Devils record. He's got over a thousand points. He yeah. won two two Stanley Cups. Yeah. He should be in. Um. Yeah, you know, twelve hundred games, thousand <laughs> points. Yeah, he should be in. Uh, Definitely. And this is a Ranger fan saying this. So don't ever say James and I are biased. We, the numbers don't lie and a good player is a good player. So he should definitely be in, but um, right. you know, yeah, well, that's it for me. All right. Yeah, no, I got nothing else. So I'm going to let you sign off We're about to head out West. Are you a little nervous now? Or do you feel more comfortable than we did? Cause I, I, I still feel good about this West West coast. Road trip. Uh, I feel a little bit better. I say that knowing tomorrow, my, uh, my um, feelings could change. What time is that game tomorrow? It's late, I assume, because they're in the West 10, Coast. yeah. Which is good, because I will be playing Dungeons and Dragons tomorrow with some friends. Uh, really nerding little, it up. Um, little D&D? Little D&D action. All right. Um, we do our weekly game. Uh, I was in the mood to play Clue the other day. Great game. Great board game. I know Dungeons and Dragons is a little bit different, but and yeah. a lot more. Expensive. But there, there's also tabletop. Uh, murder mystery games that are very similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Just it's the settings different, but it's like the same thing. You have tetrahedral die, right? And you'll just like, Oh, I move into the, instead of having a board, you'd say it's someone else. Your game master sets the scene and you say, I move into the study. Uh, do I see anything? And they say, roll a perception check and you'll roll your dice and they'll be like, Oh, I rolled a, a seven or something. They'll say, uh, nothing really stands out. Or you roll like a, a like a 20, like a nat 20. And they're like, you notice one of the books is slightly uh, not flush with the rest of the books in the bookshelf. And then, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I like uh, that. Could be. Yeah. But, but what Clue kind of character, what kind of character are you going to be? Uh, I could, no one listen. So I am a paladin. Um, okay. We're playing a campaign. Really nerd up now. We're playing a campaign. In I, do, I still play Pokemon Go, so let's. That's fine. Please. We pl- we we're playing a campaign called The Curse of Strahd, which is basically, uh, in a nutshell, about uh, vampires, like okay. an evil vampire, and enchanting young maidens and all this stuff, and women going missing, and you have to figure out what the fuck's going on. You and your group of ventures. So I'm a paladin, okay. uh, a human paladin named Williams, with an S, Williams. Uh, and Justin. he's kind. He kind of looks like uh, Keanu Reeves um, in the Bram Stoker back the the uh, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula movie. Uh, he's a bit of a himbo. He's re- like he's he's kind. He's he's honest. He's earnest. 
but you know, he takes everything at face value and he's kind of, he's easily duped because he's just, you know, he talks like this. I will smite you with my divine blade, you know, that type of shit. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, his, uh, his, uh, fiance has gone missing and he must find her because surely she would not. Everyone tells him that she's run off with another man, but she would never do that. He suspects uh, foul play from uh, nefarious sources from the undead. So he has to find his uh, beloved betrothed. So that's what's going on with my character. Very nice. Well, good luck. Thank you very much. Uh, Anything else? Nope. Uh, Hopefully the Rangers are, have as much faith in themselves as you do, James. And um, you have a week's worth of rest here. No reason to be rusty or not well rested. Uh, we'll see what happens with Kravtsov. Apparently, he was skating, and he said he might be cleared, but the the beat writers are suspecting he might not be back in the lineup. But, you know, I don't know whatever the hell they did to his mouth, but apparently, it's uh, there is some recovery there. So, again, you know, Toothgate. We'll figure out. I'm sure uh, fans of Rangers fans online will be very even uh, keeled about it if he's not in the lineup. Uh, but yeah, get just make this a fruitful, fruitful trip, please. Uh, you know, we're, we're running out of time here. American Thanksgiving is upon us, literally, in a week or so. Um, and uh, yeah, you you gotta you, they have to be just close, to kicking. Yeah, they have to be in spitting distance of a playoff spot, or else uh, the second half of the season is going to be a real uh, tough climb. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.